the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning, everyone. It's a beautiful day. I'm Dottie Herman. Welcome to Iron Real Estate. And as you know, and as I always tell you, real estate is the universal language. Everyone wants to know about it. No matter if it's expensive, if it's cheap, everyone wants to know about anything that has to do with real estate. And I don't care what country they're from, what language they speak. So my words, real estate is the universal language. Uh, please tune into our show on Saturdays at am970theanswer.com or you can use the mobile app or iHeartRadio or tune in to the Odyssey app. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything. I'm on everything. Zadie Herman, and I do have a great newsletter, so please take a look at that. And that's at www.dottieherman.com for exciting news and the latest information. Of course, we love to hear from you, so if you have any questions, feel free to call us at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. And if we can't get to your question on the air, we'll try to answer your question. Leave your email with us, and we'll definitely answer you back through email. This week is going to be a great show. I really have a great lineup. And we're going to start the first hour, and we're going to be joined by Lisa Simonson, who is one of the top 50 biggest, well, I think she's probably in like the top 20 agents uh, in New York City. She has ranked that for years and years and years, and she's going to discuss the current market. And what I love about Lisa, besides that she's a friend and a great human being, and she's one of the smartest people I know, um, Lisa is multi-talented. Um, she knows the East Coast, she knows the West Coast, she knows Florida. Um, she has, she works all over the place. She knows everything. She was a physical fitness, and she's big on physical fitness, and she looks it, too. <laughs> she's gorgeous. Um, she was on radio. She was on TV. She's just, and she's a great mom and raises a family on top of all the work she does, and she does 24-7. So, Lisa, good morning, and I'm well, so glad that you're on. Thank you, Dottie. Thank you so much. And, of course, uh, you know, ditto back to you for it takes one to know one, and you've, of course, accomplished <laughs> so much in your career and, and your family and all of the, you know, everything you do, which is, you know, incredible. So I'm, I'm, thank you so much for including me this morning. Oh, no, I wanted to. I... I I'm going to, I was going to do the highlights of Westchester, and I will get to that at some point. 
But I read something that really was alarming to me in the post, and I'll tell you the date exactly if you get the post. And in New York, a lot of people get the post. But this was Thursday, April 13th, and there's a big article that says, Empire's Flea Circus, calling New York a circus, and it Mm -hmm. says, um, a a Siena poll released Wednesday revealed 27% of New Yorkers will leave New York within the next five years, 31% will retire and live somewhere else, 67% rate New York fair to poor for affordability, 60% they rate it as fair to poor as a place to retire. 57% fair to poor for political systems. 49% fair to poor for public safety. And 39% say it's fair to poor as a place to raise children. And it says, shocking, poll shows how many people to leave. And I was in an Uber um, when I was in Florida, and the guy said to me, where do you live? And I said, New York, New York City. And he goes, oh, aren't you scared to get you going to kill there? And so I, you know, when you read this, and obviously every city has crime and stuff. I mean, I think it's so exaggerated. So Lisa lives in New York City, raises children there. I live there. Give us your, Give me your opinion on why you think they write this and what really is going on. But some of it's like, I mean, the, the expense of, you know, the affordability might be true. I'll give you that. But I mean, I, I have all the articles in front of me, you know, the flee the circus, New Yorkers are running scared, exit stage left. I mean, first of all, as you know, it's, it's the media. Everything has to be amped up. So I, I'm certainly not saying there's no truth to any of it. But, you know, you don't catch headlines without it being exaggerated. And I, you know, I've, we all know this for years, even the polls. If I have three people that, you know, vote for the Democratic Party, I can make, you know, I can make assumptions on those numbers. So we have to be a little skeptical of polls because who's actually saying that and where, where, where is this data really coming from? And yes, of course, it would be, you know, where we'd be foolish to say there have not been a lot of people that have gone to Florida. And most of the people I know that have gone to Florida, it's for financial reasons, because, of course, you know, the taxes are much less and they, the living, um, the cost of living is less. So that's why the people I know have gone there. And then if we go to the people that are the retirement group, and as far as I'm concerned, that has nothing to do with New York. Those were people that were planning to retire anyway. So I think you have to kind of go point by point. And, you know, having three kids, and when I think about safety, because it's, you know, we've almost become immune to the guns and the, the, these ter- terrible slaughters that are happening. I know. I know. And I, I'm not going to get off track, but but I'm not getting off track, but guess no, what? No, you can. It's not, it's, not, it's, not, well, it's not in New York. I mean, not to say it doesn't happen in New York, but there's nowhere, you know, if I had a place that I knew was totally safe, I would probably move there because it's very, very alarming. But it, when the taxi driver says it's in New York scary, I think America's scary. Why are we talking about New York and, you know, in the little towns and the schools? So, you know, I, I, no, one, I, no one can really say that it's New York because it's not New York. We have an epidemic of guns and people, kill, you know, these shooting sprees. So I think 
again, we have to sort of pull out the emotion and really look at the facts of what's happening in our country right now. I, I do have three children here. I love New York. During the pandemic, we started experimenting with different neighborhoods. And, you know, growing up in a small town in Canada, which was very, uh, you know, what's the word? Uh, one, you know, there's no diversity, except for me, I think. I was the only diversity, diverse part of Edmonton. I... You know, from the moment I arrived in New York and I didn't know one person here, I came here to go to school. I loved, I even liked the traffic. Now, I'm, I'm not that person anymore. I've outgrown <laughs> the traffic. But all of the excitement and, you know, everything that New York has. And when I started experimenting during COVID with my family on different, you know, would we go here? Would we go there? I'm not going to name places. But we would get back in the car. And just, I don't think I could do that because you get... You get addicted to New York if you're a New Yorker. You there is there is no New York, and what I get to do with my kids and what they're exposed to, you can't find that anywhere else. So I don't. I think there. Yes, factually, many people have moved to Florida, but I'm you know knock on wood having absolutely my strongest year, and that's because a lot of people, yes. They're fleeing and they're also coming in. I have a lot of young families that want to be in New York. And I also always say to everyone, if you think they're, everyone's leaving, you know, try to get your child into the top five schools in New York. It's just as difficult as ever. So, you know. I, I, well, people are stressed. I mean, I when I first came to New York and, um, you know, I, I, I grew up on Long Island. So, you know, they have great schools there, uh, but there's no waiting list to get in. So... Um, I would see parents like they had four-year-olds and they were preparing their four-year-olds for interviews and freaking out. Okay. And I'm like, gee, like how much, how are three or four-year-olds, how, how great can they be or not be? And they were just so, because, you know, they wanted to get them into good schools and it was very competitive, very competitive. But when I moved to New York and I, and I tell people this, and again, look, we had a pandemic and I will tell you that during the pandemic, uh, New York was really hit badly. If, if I recall, you know, Italy, Italy was first and then New York really got hit and New York yep. is a vertical city. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's not really that big. It's just vertical. So people are living in buildings and they were very strict. Okay, and yeah, for right, rightly so. They were really strict. I mean, if your mother was on the 20th floor and you were on the third, like, they wouldn't let you up. And they all right. delivery, and if you had deliveries, like, you know, you ordered food because you couldn't uh, eat out then in the beginning. We were on lockdown. You had to pick it, they put it in the lobbies. They didn't really let the, the people even go to your, your apartments. Absolutely. But they were strict, yeah. But they were strict for a reason, oh, because mm-hmm. they had to be. Okay. Absolutely. Then I came to Florida, so I was like, "Wait, I know. this is crazy." I know. Am I in another country? If I, I like, know, I came to Florida, and now in New York they were so strict. And then I go to Florida, and I see people sitting at bars, having drinks next to each other, and I'm like, "Is this a different country?" That's how I felt, Dottie, when I went down there. It was like, wait, I haven't gone over the ocean. Is this like a three-hour airplane ride? And it was a different country, a different world, a different orbit. Yeah. So I, yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it was amazing. 
But I do always tell people this, and I've said it on the show many times, so I'm not just saying this to, to say it. I've said this many times. I say the world can learn a lesson from New York. Because especially in the environment, which I think anybody, no matter what your political preference is, has to say, we're not one of the best environments. Like the world, people can't seem to talk and just, you know, one of the best things about our country is that you can disagree. And as long as you're not hurting somebody, um, right. that's the beauty. You don't want to be in a country where if you disagree with them, they kill you. So right. <laughs> I've always felt, and you know me, and I'm like you, I like to give my opinion. You don't have to agree with it, and I can argue with you about it, but that's that's the whole beauty of being in a free country. And I think that people have kind of gotten to a place where they're they're like afraid to speak and the one thing that i tell you that i love about new york because you can travel anywhere in the united states new york has every race every color every guy like there's no language i don't think that they don't have okay that like you know there's rich there's poor there's middle class everyone kind of lives on top of each other because it's not a big city that's spread out and you know what? Nobody, like, no, it, it works. You could it feel works. accepted. You don't, if, now, if you wore some of the uh, costumes that I see people in New York walk around in, if you were in some, like, I, I was in Palm Beach last week, and I was like, well, if anybody was walking around with some of the things, like the, the nude cowboy or whatever he had, right. they would, people would freak out. In New York, it's like, hey, you know what? If you're happy that way, so be it, as long as you're not hurting anyone. They're accepting of everything. And I, new, uh, Have you seen the new, like, supermodel where you're wearing your panties down the street? <laughs> have you seen that one? <laughs> well, just one more look. One more well, look listen, in New York. Yeah. Why not? But, I, but, I, yeah, why but I'll not? tell you the truth. I lived on Long Island, and Long Island was kind of more, you know, like they had, you know, areas, and I, you know, sometimes I could know where somebody lived by the way they dressed. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that it was very segmented. And um, I would go to New York, and, you know, anything goes. And nobody cared, okay? And you learn a lot. And I grew so much from being in New York. Even though I was always in New York socially because all the good clubs when I was young, everything was there. But I grew socially to be in a company that, that Douglas Elliman, where I met people from all over the world. And when you start to work, plus, you know, my, I had neighbors that, that, you know, were in my buildings. When you meet people from all walks of life, you learn and you grow. And sometimes I think in some of the suburbs, not all, but sometimes, you know, there's like, like, like people all live together, and so then you really don't grow. And I think I've grown so much from being in New York City. It's because it's so diverse, and there's so many different cultures and people that you really grow from that. Well, I also, I, you know, I, when I grew up in Edmonton, we were big shots in Edmonton. My mother had, you know, uh, my stepfather was a big deal. And I didn't want to be the big fish in a little town. I could have stayed there forever and been sort of, you know, living at the top of the mountain in my our big house. So 
I love in New York, there's always someone, you know, it's like sometimes when I go to the gym at five in the morning and I think, wow, this is amazing. And then I get to the gym and there's five people there. I, I am, you know, constantly that's invigorating to me that there's always people way smarter, more successful ahead of me, which is, you know, that's part of the beauty of being in a city like New York. Yeah. And it's so and, and it's so diverse. I mean, so right. I, I will. So I, I think it gets a bad rap. So I'm reading this poll and I'm like, they should make me the PR person for New York City. Not that I would not report truth because you, you have to do that. But as I look at this poll, yes, 67% say New York is fair to poor for affordability. And I would tell you that New York City is the highest taxed in the United States. So that's correct. That's right. That's a fact. That's okay. a fact. We can't. That's right. Okay. So that is a fact. But people were willing to pay more to live there for a couple of reasons. Sometimes they their job was there and they wanted to but also because of Broadway and all of those things, you know, all the cultural things, the museums. And I mean, there's never something not to do there. And so people paid more then, you know, because they wanted to live there. All right. And, and so when I first moved to the city, I would look at, and see these apartments that were like a thousand square feet. So if you're not good at measurements, like I'm probably not, a thousand square feet could be, well, maybe two. Like it, it, uh, I'm trying to equate it to like two bedrooms or something like that. It's not very big, or they'd be living in even less than that, 850 square feet, and they'd have a family of three or four. And I'd say, how the hell do they do this? Like, they can't even fight. They still have to look at each other. Okay, there's nowhere to go. But they felt that the quality of life and the, that, the, that they wanted to be in, in the action. And, and, and actually, Brooklyn became, you know, as pricey as it was, as it became, due to the fact that the city got so expensive that then people then started to move to Brooklyn, and then before you know it, I wouldn't say it's as expensive as a city, but it's getting there close, wouldn't you say, Lisa? Absolutely, Brooklyn, and we just we have a couple of uh, townhouses that we have listed, and yeah, it's it's definitely it's on the heels of New York for sure. Right. So, Lisa, yeah. you're in the market every day. What are you seeing price wise? What are you seeing? Um, you know, because I, you know, I, I, real estate wise. What you know? Are you seeing you know luxury sales, mills and sales? I know that I think that Kathy Hochul. I thought that I read she said she's going to dedicate uh, a plan for affordable housing because you know we need housing. That's for sure. Uh, but what are you seeing? Who's moving in? What do you see? Do you see, you know what are you seeing in the real estate? I'm, you know, price wise. Uh, I, you know, I'm seeing. A few things. I'm seeing a lot of young families moving to New York. A lot of, you know, we have had several closings and buyers right now uh, looking for properties that have, you know, like starter families that want to be in New York. We have parents buying for their kids. We have a lot of, uh, you know, empty Lisa, I'm going to hold that because we're coming up to a commercial break. And that's like really important. So... We're going to be right back talking about what it's like to live in New York and 
how you enter it. Like, you know, if you want to move to New York, what are the things that you should look for? We'll be right back with Lisa Simonson and myself after the break. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? Well, a lot of people don't realize you don't have to be afraid of the future and God understands your anxieties. And the answer to anxiety is frequently letting all your requests be made known to God and praying. And when you pray, God will give you an answer. And one of the answers God gave me was birch gold. I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to trust me on this. Do some research. Get some knowledge. Get some peace of mind. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this. So just text FAITH to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. If you have ever thought about remodeling your bathroom but were worried it would take too long or cost too much, then stop worrying. Right now, Jacuzzi Bath Remodel has designed a collection of high-quality custom products and perfected the one-day remodeling experience so you can enjoy your new bathroom faster than ever before. It's a worry-free bath remodel from the most trusted brand name in the business, Jacuzzi. For a virtual or in-home appointment, call 800-826-9895. That's 800-826-9895. 800-826-9895. Attorney CPA Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. They have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer's skills in these matters. 866-DADS-LAW, 701 Eastgate Drive, Suite 310, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, 08054. Diana Magala, licensed in New York and New Jersey. Joseph Cordell, licensed in Missouri and Illinois only. CordellCordell.com. This is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman and host of Eye on Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. With spring here and the warm weather coming, we are going to be outdoors more and we want to look our best. You have heard me talk about Hemp Leaf. It's an amazing line of skincare products that are natural, vegan-friendly, and cruelty-free. I have tried many skincare products, but Hemp Leaf is by far the best. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, and totally hydrated. I think they are the next big thing in skin and body care. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in it. Visit them at hempleaf.com. That's www.hempleaf.com. At checkout, enter the name Dottie and receive 10% off at hempleaf.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Are you planning an event or celebration? While there are many options for catering, there's no one else that does it like DR Catering. With your dream in their hands, DR Catering can provide event decorations, entertainment options, and equipment rentals. From your menu to your decor, DR Catering takes your concept and makes it a reality, ensuring your guests leave feeling happy and satisfied. Led by a master chef from the prestigious Culinary Institute of America, 
It's a no-brainer. People trust DR with their special events. From weddings, birthdays, and anniversaries to corporate events, holiday parties, and graduations, and everything you can imagine in between. So call 201-673-7380 to inquire or email drizzo at drcatering.com. Again, that's 201-673-7380 or email drizzo at drcatering.com. DR Catering, more than just caterers. 201-673-7380. Listen to AM970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to Eye on Real Estate. I am talking to Lisa Simonson. We're one of the biggest brokers in Manhattan. We're talking about uh, the current state of New York City. And just to remind everyone to stay tuned, at 11 o'clock, we will be joined by Joe Mazza, who is a licensed home inspector and the host of the HGTV series, What's Wrong With That House? And previously, Home Inspector Joe was what he was named at. So you don't want to miss him. He's got some great tips. Okay, and then we'll follow him with with Joe Conti, who is an ex- inspector, and he will tell you what to look for when you're buying a home before you buy it. Um, Lisa, before you continue, I think we have a caller. Uh, is it Mark? Hello? Hello, Dottie. Hi. I'm, I'm doing good. I, I think I'm doing good. Other than... Uh, the IRS is after me, and so I'm uh, going crazy with that. But other than that, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I'm sorry What's, to hear that. Yeah, I know. Listen, I had a couple, couple of quick questions. Um, the American veteran was uh, temp- was in transitional housing, temporary housing, and the uh, housing specialists there, they didn't really help. They gave him listings. The bottom line was he went through, you know, the uh, fact check uh, credit investigation, which is fine. He lives Judeo-Christian way of paying his bills, honestly. The bottom line was days and nights and weeks went by, and they didn't even process. These were the brokers. They didn't even process his application. Well, I, you know, I can't speak for that because I don't know, but I am sure that everywhere there are things that I, I don't want to say screwed up. Maybe I shouldn't say that on air, but get screwed up. But hopefully we're all working towards a a more affordable New York because New York City has gotten, it is the highest uh, in the country. And I just have have an article that I pulled out of the post also that said rents have gone up town. And it says the median rental price in Manhattan has topped $4,150 the first time in Big Apple history. So when I read articles about how much, how bad New York City is, then I say, well, if that's so true, okay, then why do people still want to be there? And why are they, you know, you can't charge those kind of rents if nobody wants to buy there or rent there. So I think that, don't get me wrong, I think we have a lot of work to do. And that's good. And the most important thing is that we have uh, representatives that get it done. And so I, I, I won't get into names, but I think that there's been some people that really haven't, really, they've talked a good game, but they haven't really acted. So we're, we're, we're all looking to hopefully see that that changes. But your point is well taken. 
And uh, I missed you calling in, so thank you. And I hope you have a good weekend. Um, Lisa, you were in the middle of saying, you were in the middle of talking about who comes to New York. And I think for, there's so many different parts of New York, and they're so different. I thought for some people who don't live in New York, because even if you live in the island or, you know, Connecticut, there's so many different parts of New York. You want to, like, so if somebody's thinking of moving to New York, what should they look at as far as areas? Do different areas have different things going for them? or what? Or, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was just on Fox News discussing hot new neighborhoods or where, you know, there may be sort of hidden value. Of course, I think at this point there's no bad neighborhood, but I <clears throat> happen to love called Schultz, where, you know, it's a very beautiful 15-acre park, and I think that it's sort of, it's still a little bit of a, a hidden secret because I do think there are values here, and I, I believe after COVID people are particularly attracted to having a park. Uh, and so there's there's definitely neighborhoods in New York where there's, value and I think you know of course you have to always align yourself with a great broker but prices right now there you know obviously the interest rates have gone up and I think that people are you know people that are selling it's very price you know you have to be priced well and then you're going to sell so I, I do believe right now that there are opportunities in the city and I'm seeing it um, I, that's sort of what we, I was touching on I'm seeing a lot of young buyers coming in I see parents helping their kids come into the city. I see a lot of uh, pied-à-terres, you know, empty nesters coming back to the city. So there are definitely, you know, different groups of people coming back to New York for reasons of their kids have grown and they want to be back in the city or just young people that want to raise their families here. Right. And we, you know, if you go back to the pandemic, the, the, the height of it, People yeah. fled New York. I mean, so just people just got out. I mean, there was a mad rush out of New York to suburbs, the Hamptons, Connecticut, because of the density and because of COVID. And so people wanted to have space. And then even people that lived in New York kind of tried to find an apartment that had outdoor space or that had more spacious rooms because they had to work out of their houses. Um, so that happened. But then, and then I remember people saying, well, it's never going to come back. And all I can tell you, uh, this is not <laughs> something I'm thrilled about, but if, you be, if you're in New York now, the traffic and the amount of people is like, I think, far greater than before the pandemic. The hotels are at about 94% of capacity. Right. Uh, try and get a dinner reservation. Unless you know so, you know, the inside, inside, you're not getting a dinner reservation. And I think you made a great point about rentals because we're just doing a deal right now with a purchaser who's buying a bunch of, you know, apartments to rent out. And that, you know, these are just, again, these are facts. It's not Dottie or Lisa coming up with what we think. These are just facts of the market. Why are the rents so high? Well, that's very clear. The rents are high because people want to be here, right? Supply, demand. So, you know, yes, absolutely. Many people have left. But, uh, you know, the facts are also clear that many people want to be here. It still remains a very desirable city. And for all of the negative news on New York, you know, it's hard to beat New York. So all of the things that will always, you know, it's Frank Sinatra's song, why it's still popular, right? It's if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. This city, there's something about it that cannot be replaced. And New York has been through, you know, 
ups and downs and all of it, but it, it's resilient and people. It is. This, right? The core of New York. They want, and the other, the great, first of all, there's the New Yorkers that are never leaving. And then there's a group that, that have, see an opportunity now that they do see people leaving. So they see this as a time that they can come in and perhaps get a better value than they might have, you know, before COVID. And they don't plan to leave. So it's, it's not, it is an investment, but they're also not looking to flip it. They're planning to raise their family here. And I, yeah. listen, we have, our, our team has all different price points. Uh, you know, I do more the high end, but we have you know, one, two, three million dollar apartments. And I have several deals right now that some of my team members are working on. Their apartments are not large, uh, but they're very happy and they don't want to leave. So, again, you know, sometimes maybe you could get a larger space outside the city, but you don't want to be there because you you want your children to have all the exposure and everything that New York offers. For sure. And, you know, I I think that, like I said, I think that uh, they better they should get a better PR person because, truthfully, <laughs> there's good and there's bad. I mean, that's why I'm going to apply for the job. Um, you know, you'd be I good. Think you, that, they, you should definitely. Yeah, and I wouldn't be Pollyanna. I mean, the, the truth no, is, you, wouldn't be. you know, that's crime right. was up, but crime was up because of the pandemic. You know, living in New York when the pandemic happened, they let they had to. They had to let all the jails out. They had to let all the homeless shelters out. So when that happens and there's homeless and, you know, unfortunately, those those that are really down and out, and it could happen to any one of us, so you don't begrudge them. But there was also a lot of people that were, like, a little disturbed, you know, that were not all there. And so that kind of made it, like, a little bit like didn't sometimes help. scary. Didn't help the cause. Didn't help oh, the cause. I have to tell you a great story. Okay, this is a great story. So I'm walking on Central Park South, and it's kind of uh, like maybe six or seven months ago. And this man comes, like a, a homeless man. He had a mask on. I'll give him that. Uh, you mean a mask? Right. Yes, he right. did have a mask on. I didn't, but he did. And he goes to grab my steal my my bag. And I automatically... Were you by yourself? Yes. I automatically Uh kind of reacted and I pushed him and said, hold on, I'll give you, I'm going to give you money. Just give me, hold on. So I didn't want to stand up. I didn't want to stand up and then go into my bag because I was afraid he could push me over. So I sat on the street, on the curb of the street of Central Park South, and it was about 7 o'clock at night. And then the man came and sat right next to me. So we had an interesting conversation. I'll, I'll uh, leave a little cliffhanger. I'll tell you our conversation right after oh, the break. We'll be right be back. <laughs> okay? okay. You're listening to... Okay. <laughs> Listening to iHeartRadio on 970. I'm Dottie Herman. I'm here with an expert and top producer and a great friend, Lisa Simonson. We're talking about New York, the pros, the cons, everything. Tens of thousands affected by the toxic water at Camp Lejeune are left with death. 
cancer, Parkinson's, dementia, birth defects, and other serious illnesses. And along with the harm, so many worries. My family drank the Camp Lejeune water. What if our health gets worse and we need more financial help? How do I protect my VA benefits and get the compensation I deserve and need? The answer is simple. Call James Harris Law, the experienced, trusted law firm that can get you significant compensation while protecting all your VA benefits. We're already fighting for hundreds of Marines, families, and civilians who drank Camp Lejeune water. But if you miss the deadline... You could forever lose your right to the justice you deserve. So call our Camp Lejeune Legal Helpline now. Now may be your last chance to receive full compensation. Don't delay. Call 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. This is Dottie Herman, Vice Chair of Douglas Elliman and host of Eye on Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. With spring here and the warm weather coming, we are going to be outdoors more, and we want to look our best. You have heard me talk about Hemp Leaf. It's an amazing line of skincare products that are natural, vegan-friendly, and cruelty-free. I have tried many skincare products, but Hemp Leaf is by far the best. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, and totally hydrated. I think they are the next big thing in skin and body care. I would never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in it. Visit them at hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. At checkout, enter the name Dottie and receive 10% off at hempleaf.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significant on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. If you're a local business and want to see what Salem Surround can do for you, Google Salem Surround New York. Remember to Google Salem Surround New York today. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back. 
You're listening to I Am Real Estate, and I'm here with Lisa Simonson, one of the top brokers in New York City. And I was in the middle of telling a story about uh, a homeless man that tried to take my bag, tried to rob it, but I basically pushed him. And I said, hold on, but I, I don't, I'll give you money. But I didn't want to stand up and, and go into my bag because I was afraid he could push me again. So I said, Dottie, can I just add, and you might not have known this, but it's obviously something intuitive because I did a boxing class yesterday. And he said, if anyone comes at you, sit down because you're much stronger sitting down. So see, you, you knew something. See, and I didn't even know that, but I, well, yeah, I intuitively did. So I, I sat on the curb of the street. Of, on, I, I think I was on Central Park South between 7th and 8th around there. And all of a sudden, the homeless man comes and sits right next to me, okay? So I looked at him, and I said, listen, you almost could have killed me. You could have knocked me over. You didn't have to do that. He said, yes, I did. I said, no, you didn't. You almost killed me. So he said, no, but I did. And I said, why did you? And he told me that before the pandemic, I guess homeless people have their areas that they work. He said that he, and, and, and Central Park South has a lot of hotels around there. So he said that he would go and work the hotels and that foreigners or people that were visiting New York, uh, when they walked out of the hotel, there was homeless people they gave right away money. And, you know, there was a lot of homeless in New York. So I guess a lot of New Yorkers got immune to it. And, you know, you can't give to any millions of them. I mean, it's not like California, but it. It, 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 it had a problem. So he said, so uh, I, I wasn't getting any money and I have to live. So the only way I could get money is to try to rob somebody. So I said, what are you kidding me? So then he looked at me and he said, let me ask you a question. I said, what? And he said, if I didn't try to rob you, would you have given me money? And I said, no. So he said, get my point. <laughs> So I said, well, I guess you're right. So someone said, you actually sat with this man? I said, well, he came and sat next to me, and we had this whole conversation. And I guess, you know, when he said to me, would you have given me money if I didn't try to rob you? I had to say no, because I wouldn't have. And he said, well, that's my point. So hopefully that clears up. And, 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 uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I think that hopefully we, you know, we, we build more housing and things of that nature. Uh, and I, I guess, you know, I, don't, I, I, you know, I guess it's, you know, you get used to it when you live there. But, you know, I guess some people will never get used to it. But it's kind of like, how can I put it? It's not like what you see in California where they're giving out needles. And, I mean, which I kind of think is preposterous. Um, where they're giving out needles and drugs and things of that nature, like right. And it's not like where, you know, you can't walk into a store because there's a million people with needles and drugs. Uh, it is a problem, okay? And I think that they're working on it, and hopefully it'll take a while, but it will get resolved to some extent. I mean, they'll always be homeless. But Lisa, if I'm well, thinking of moving into Oh, you have a good story because I was going to ask if you... No, no, I said that's quite a story, your story. But I'm picturing you, you know, very well-dressed sitting next to this person who almost robbed you. So it's a... 
<laughs> and people says you're anyway, not afraid. Sorry. I said no, I'm really not. Um, if somebody's thinking of moving into New York City, okay, there's so many okay. different areas. How would they? Where like, what? How would you recommend they begin if they if they're looking to buy something? Or well, it, it depends on. Obviously, their criteria. Are they looking for three bedrooms? Are they looking for a studio? What is, you know, do they need to be near the train? So you, I think you start going through the checklist. And you. that's also part of taking out being overwhelmed, you know, because all of us can get overwhelmed. And it's so important to kind of break it down into something that is more digestible. So, you know, go through your list of questions. Do you want a doorman? Do you need to be near the trains? Uh, you know, just figure out like what are the things that are really going to make it you know doable for your space like what's most important to you and you know I always tell everyone you're never getting everything whether it's you know a 20 million dollar apartment or a million dollar apartment nobody gets everything so you really have to quietly sit down and figure out what you want and then of course there's so many wonderful neighborhoods in new york but you know maybe your office is uptown but you prefer to be downtown or do you want to be next to a park so this is something a personal private list to go through ask yourself the questions and then of course you um are make sure you're aligned with a great broker and then they help you start to educate yourself you know not and, and i like to think of it as real estate 101 don't you know this isn't you hopefully don't have to buy something within a week so take some time and really educate yourself maybe there are two neighborhoods and anytime you're interested in the neighborhood uh start you know go to the neighborhood go go in the morning have a coffee go there in the evening get a real feel for you know what what it's like to live there and if you're going to commute because one thing i didn't realize until i moved to new york city um because i lived in the suburbs so if you live in the suburbs and you don't have a car it's like tough so i drove everywhere and the city, you know, basically people commute. So being close to transportation is a real key issue in New York uh, because most people are commuting. And so that's a key thing to look at if you're going to commute. And as Lisa said, one of the things that I would do if I was going to be a commuter is I would, maybe I'd do it in the morning, but I'd also do it during rush hour to just to see if I could handle, you know, that commute because you know it is it does take sometimes a bit to get out of new york unless you leave on off hours no you have to do it a couple of times you have to go there during you know how is that in the morning how is it when you're leaving and really get a feeling of what you know how that neighborhood operates and feels for one you know what, what 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 you're looking for so lisa um i was reading in the paper and um would you would you would you think would you say that New York City is a buyer's market now, a seller's market, or kind of in the middle? I think it's. I I would call it in the middle. I think pricing is key. If people are very price sensitive, if something is really overpriced, and everyone's had those experiences right now, and the seller will say, "Well, why don't they just give me an offer?" People then don't think you're a serious seller. So I I, I think pricing is key. And so I don't think it at this moment to me, because we have probably the equal amount of buyers and sellers, but I think that buyers are very savvy. And of course, the interest rates are up. And that's actually one of the reasons condos are more popular now, excuse me, co-ops, because 
people are doing less financing. But I think if it's priced well, it's going to sell. And, I, and as I said, I think we have people on both sides of the market, just from what we spoke about at the beginning, that there are lots of people, uh, as there may be people leaving, which there are, there are also people coming into the city that see opportunity and want you know, to be here for the reasons we've discussed, whether they're empty nesters or just young families wanting to be in New York or even before, you know, or even just young couples, young couples or young families. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people that their children um, want to be, look, all the young kids want to be in New York. I mean, that's just what they want. And so a lot of parents, if they have a little extra money, will buy a Pierre's chair or something for their children. And then when they get out of school, then they keep it for themselves. I mean, there's a lot of Pierre's chairs that people that really use it, but have it as a second thing. A lot of foreigners, too. Absolutely. And look at the markets outside of the city right now that were, of course, crazed during COVID. You know, the rental markets are down. The pricing is coming down. So nothing ever stays at the bottom or the top forever. And as people rushed everywhere, you know, the the prices are coming down. I had someone who, you know, purchased something in Florida very just at the sort of top. He he now is it's not that friend. The frenzy is over and people are not running outside of the city. Well, the prices are down everywhere. I mean, I don't want to just pick on New York City. And there was an article, and I just have to say this, that said 10,000 people more moved to Florida. Okay, but then it said, while the pace remains brisk, the stampede out of New York slowed uh, considerably to the same record-setting stretch last year. Okay, uh, you know, and brokers in Florida say that th- that it's slowing down because a lot of people left because of the pandemic. And then once they left and they were someplace else, they missed it or they missed their families and they came back. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that New York City is New York City. There'll only be one New York City uh, there's nothing quite like it. And, of course, it has its goods, and it's got its faults. I mean, like so... It, like, like, like everything. There's nowhere, there's nowhere that's everything. And I went to a luncheon yesterday with a friend of mine who invited me to. There was probably in the room, you know, she had like 50 or 60 women. And every person, the stories, it was so interesting. Uh, I was so inspired to be around all these incredible women, so accomplished. And you, you know, that's just, this is why we live in New York. There's just, there's something here which cannot be, you can't kind of necessarily even put your finger on it completely, but it's not to be replaced other places. No. Not to say it's not great places, by the way, but this this city, you know, there is, uh, there's, there's something in New York that, and that's why people come here, and that's why people do spend more to be here. And the other, when we spoke a, a couple of days ago, I said about, I said to you, there was a friend of mine who was involved in a very expensive club where I, I, and it, I wouldn't repeat the name anyway, but basically they go all over the country to these different resorts to save taxes, which great. However, not everyone, you know, that's important. No one wants to be frivolous, but there are people that would rather not do that because they want to live in New York. So everyone has to come to what they're, you know, what, what's most important. But for some people, they would slightly pay up because they also they see quality of life. Right. And as we know, we're not here forever. 
So for some people, and again, not in a frivolous way, but they would rather pay maybe a premium to be in New York City. And I always said that growing up, you know, I could have had the best house in the city for X, but I would rather be in, personally, I'd rather be in New York. I'm not going to be necessarily in the biggest apartment, but my quality of life, I'm happier. Yes. And it says that New York City was investors' top choice to invest, rising back up after the ranks landing in fifth place of where people want to invest. And so many people invest. And I used to ask, you know, like some foreigners, like I would say to them, and again, don't think that New York City is mostly foreigners. It's not, okay? But I would say, why are you investing in New York? And they would say, because we feel it's a safe investment to put our money. And we live in countries where kind of if you do something wrong or they decide they don't like you, they will confiscate everything. So they felt it was a good place to put their money. It was a good investment, but more so than that, that it was a safe investment. Right. Okay. And and I do believe that. I mean, you know, look, if you go back to 2000, I don't know, was it seven or eight when we had that whole recession and everything, they said yeah. people, will, people will never buy again and millennials will never buy because they saw their parents lose money. Well, the fact is... No one lost money unless they had to, unless they bought at the height of the market and they had to sell when the market went down. Okay. But I think now, I mean, would you say the market like is compared to pre pandemic? Is it about the same? We, we would just say the prices are now like, yeah, I they, think the prices are, they're about the same as 2021. Right. 2021. And, and yeah, the good, I think the good news about that is that even though I think uh, real estate is slowing all over the country because we're in a very uncertain time, uh, you were paying, like for Florida, like God knows how much more for properties. Whereas in New York City, okay, um, especially if you bought a year or two ago, you can really make some good deals and you can negotiate. Uh, you know, um, landlords will like listen they might not accept your deal but they'll listen you can negotiate and i always tell people if for some reason you get rejected and make sure your credit's good but if some reason you get rejected leave a standing offer and you know hopefully you know if they don't sell it maybe they'll call you back but right i mean i i i i, I just see yeah. it as I see it back to like pre-pandemic days, and of course the retail suffered a little bit. Uh, let's be honest, because the pandemic, nobody was going into stores, and I think I think they're going to end up converting maybe some of the bit, you know, the uh, office space to maybe some housing. Um, I hope we have time, Lisa. You have to come back because we are we're out of time, and I want you to come back. We're going to talk about. And maybe we can talk about co-ops and things of that yeah, nature, how I to get accepted. One, yeah, let me just add one thing, because there's all the, uh, there's another trend in New York of clubs and all of these clubs that are very expensive and hard to get into. So, again, going back to, like, why rental prices are high. People are not lined up for these clubs and spending a lot of money. Oh. Okay, Lisa, thank you so much. I look forward to you coming on, and we'll continue our conversation, teach you about co-ops, condos, and how to get into a board. We're going to be right back with Joe Mazza, who is 
Starting in What's Wrong With That House? The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.